0: All right, how you doing everyone? Welcome once again to Big Blue Kickoff Live here, brought to you by Coors Light. As always, seen right here on Giants.com. I am Russ Salzberg, along with my partner Paul Detino, Pearson Butler at the controls, and you there, and your number to call as always remains 201- um, th- nine three nine. F- I almost gave my home number again. Did my, you my, really? My, my cell phone number again? Are no you it, serious? It's oh, 13- They want to talk to you.
1: <laughs> Come on,
0: two zero one nine three nine four five one three. They can talk to me. I can't tell you how many times I, I when I'm trying to put that number out on Twitter. Sometimes I'm oh, I gotta correct that. That's my home <laughs> number. My wife would absolutely kill me. I know me.
2: some people have actually done that. Yes, yes. It yes. doesn't go well. <laughs> but uh, speaking of
0: unfortunately not going well, uh, full disclosure, folks. As we do for every Giants home game, Paul and I sit next to one another. Um, uh, you know, for the Giants' home games, and you could have knocked either one of us over with a feather because not that they lost. I was just dumbfounded the way the game started. Uh, I was there as Paul was there all week. I'll I'll let Paul speak for himself. Uh, Everybody was in a good frame of mind. They were confident. Uh, They... After each day of practice, they liked the practice. It was all good. And they just uh, laid an egg in that first quarter and never recovered.
2: It's very surprising to me that um, they would have come out so slow. At home, against a beatable opponent, one that was banged up and hurt, Giants getting healthier, Barkley and Ingram in particular coming back, to me... Um, was I, that, it was a head scratcher. I can't, in a billion years, explain why their first quarter was was a fast asleep. I just I don't understand it. It's done. Uh, they're now two and five. Yeah, you got to move they, on. They've but. screwed up the two and two second quarter of the season that I would pro- was projecting for them, and now they've got to go out and face a Lions team on the road which has a very dangerous quarterback in Matt Stafford. By the way, he is multiple steps up from Kyler Murray. Let's not kid ourselves. Matt Stafford can really gun it.
0: Oh, without question.
2: And and they've got themselves now a big headache going to Detroit.
0: Well, you know, in, in addressing what you were talking about, because th- then we got a chance to think about it, and you got a chance to look at, you know, what happened. Uh, I think the first drive, the the... the First drive of the Cardinals was seven and a half or eight minutes. You know, so when you do that, uh, you know, defense obviously had a bad day. They they got carved up a bit by the running game. And, you know, you do that, and then your offense, you know, they take a, a score, a touchdown, then your offense comes on. And if your offense doesn't do anything, it's like three and out, and all of a sudden, there goes your, four, your first quarter. And uh, it was... But you know what nobody feels sorry for you so you got to go out and you got to regroup I mean in that locker room after the game I mean those guys were PO'd. I mean they were flat out angry they were angry at themselves they weren't masking their feelings they to a man you know they they weren't just upset about losing cuz nobody likes to lose they were they were angry at themselves they it was not finger pointing they were just Flat out PO'd. I mean, you know, we gotta do better than that. We're we are better than that. It shouldn't can't happen. Guys on offense were saying we gotta help this, we gotta help the quarterback. Guys on defense were saying that's unacceptable. You know, it was just it wasn't a good one. It wasn't a good one.
2: Well, bottom line, uh they need to forget about it and move on. That that's all you can do. Because you, you if you dwell on that, then you're gonna go out to Detroit and you're gonna lose to the Lions. Mhm. So they got to move on. We got to move on. I hope the fans uh, have something that uh, they're going to be able to to see in a positive way when the Giants get out to Detroit.
0: Yeah, let's talk a little bit about the quarterback being Daniel Jones. Uh, Listen, everybody's – you got to protect the ball. Daniel Jones is going to tell you that. Pat Sherman is going to tell you that. Dave Gettleman is going to tell you that. Everybody on the team is going to tell you that. Nobody more so than Daniel Jones. But having said that, uh, you, you know, some of the stuff being said, being written, I, I mean, the people who wanted Daniel Jones to be the quarterback, not, I mean, he's a rookie quarterback. There were, you knew it. I knew it. The whole world knew it. There were going to be growing pains, this, mm-hmm. this is part of the issue. You don't have to like it, folks. Nobody likes it when a ball gets intercepted or a ball gets fumbled. But there are going to be growing pains. Uh, y- you know, but I would say this, while there are the mistakes that need to be corrected, I also continue to see some good things being done with certain throws, uh, quite frankly, getting out of problem, uh, getting at, out of difficulty, uh, running with the football. So, uh, I mean, if, if everybody wants to talk about this, you know, as if, oh, my God, this is a disaster, I don't buy into that one bit, not in any way, shape, or form.
2: No, I mean, look, it's been a mixed bag over the last several weeks. We know he won his first two starts, and that was great. And a lot of people were throwing pizza parties. But a rookie quarterback is a rookie quarterback for a reason, okay? He's a rookie because he's going to make a bunch of rookie mistakes. And as I continue to tell people year after year after year, when you decide you're going to play a rookie a lot, or for that matter, full-time and hand them a starting job, you are going to have to understand there is going to be a slew of rookie mistakes. The question is, how fatal will they be in terms of your overall one-loss record? How many times will those mistakes cost you? How many times will the opponent take advantage of those mistakes? That ultimately is is how the one-loss record is going to be impacted. The mistakes are going to be there, but sometimes your team is good enough that those will not impact your one-loss record. The Giants are not there. They're not good enough to afford rookie mistakes that can impact the record. They're just not.
0: Well, but that's why I said at the very beginning of the season, and I'll still maintain it, This season is to be measured on progress, not to be measured on Ws. And believe me, I wanted a W last week, just like I wanted a W the week before and a W the week before that. Uh, But just because I want it doesn't mean I'm I'm going to get it. The other thing, and and we were talking the other day, you and I, Paul, on this, and uh, again, we'll say it again, that... Daniel Jones is also going through something that Eli Manning went through. And I'm not just talking about Eli Manning in his rookie season. Yes, there are mistakes made by the rookie quarterback, but there are also mistakes made by other people that do not help the rookie quarterback, such as dropped balls. And, you know, Eli went through that recently, and ditto for Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, as, as much as you want to say, well, yeah, the interception or the fumbles, uh, clearly he's got to hold that ball better, uh, got to protect it better, you know, when he's going down, you, you, you know, put glue on your hands, two, hold it with two hands, whatever. But, you know, there were some drop passes. There yeah. were.
2: Yeah, yeah. Drop passes. and that, There there were some critical moments where the pass protection broke down. Right. For the most part, I actually thought the offensive line did okay. For the most part. But then when they badly needed them to hold up in the last five minutes of the game, they couldn't do it. Well, that, that,
0: again, therein lies, you, you know, with, with all that went wrong during that day, they still had the ball
2: twice in the last 5
0: minutes yeah, with a chance and to win with a buck
2: 58 yeah, that's right
0: and and that, that's when the problem becomes glaring yeah you say the offensive line by and large didn't have a bad day but in crunch time they didn't get it done no and and that you know, folks, that becomes a problem. 201-939-4513 is the number. Again, 201-939-4513, the number. Got to remind everybody, as we always do, that Big Blue Kickoff Live here is brought to you by Coors Light. If you wish to enter uh, to win the ultimate VIP game day experience courtesy of, who else, Coors Light, well, then you have to text VIP to 90464
2: for more details.
0: Uh, Do we have any um, people on Twitter? Yeah, let me take a look.
2: Um, One thing that the the Giants did uh, earlier this morning, they uh, got rid of tight end Garrett Dickerson. He was released. And um, they brought up Devontae Davis uh, from the practice squad. Now, you know, I'm not going to pretend to know exactly what that deal is all about. Uh, Devontae Downs, I'm sorry. I know that Downs coming out of uh, California was was an inside linebacker who showed some coverage skills. Obviously, he's also a special teams player. Um, is that something that they're looking to help? Uh, look, I don't know. Here's what I can tell you. The Giants special teams, the coverage units in particular, on kickoffs and punts have been terrific. Uh,
0: special teams. Terrific. Other than a missed field goal.
3: Well, and Rosas week. hit the.
2: Yeah, the, that's the second one he's had yeah, now, yeah. and this this one hit the upright. Yeah. but the coverage teams, led by Michael Thomas, who by the way had a block punt the other day, and Penny recovered it for, for a touchdown. A touchdown. The coverage units on these two kickoff teams, the kickoff and punt teams, have been terrific. So, I don't know exactly what the plan is by bringing downs up from practice squad because again. You would think he's a special teams guy. I don't know that they need help on special teams.
0: Again, I'm... I'm we'll, we'll wait to hear uh, tomorrow I'm, I'm, what the I'm coach not has privy to say. To what the thinking? Well, is that's why I'm it.
2: simply letting the people right. know. Yep. We got to no, find out. I agree with because you because on the face of it, I'm, I'm not sure how that equates to uh, to an advantage.
0: You, you do, you did mention uh, Michael Thomas, uh, and that was certainly noteworthy. I mean, it was a tremendous play. By Michael, oh, it was to block great. It. Eli uh, Penny falls on her for the touchdown, uh, but Michael Thomas is one of the guys I was referring to, who was flat out PO'd big time in that locker room after the game. He he wasn't taking any solace in the fact that he came up with a big play to block a punt, to, to, you know, that led to a touchdown. I mean, he it just he felt the entire play was unacceptable. He He's one of those guys who, you know, he, he's a big believer in everybody's got to be held accountable, uh, and they just came out with a st- stinkeroo of a performance. It was, it was not a good performance, and I think they would all tell you that. But what are you going to do? As Paul said, what are you going to do about it? You, you, if you're going to sit and moan and groan, you're going to get an ass whooping in Detroit. They don't want that to happen. I If I know these guys and, and, and the coaching staff, they've already gotten back to work. Uh, they'll take that anger, use it to good use, and go into Detroit hoping to do something. Mind you, as, as you say, ain't going to be easy, you know, no. by any stretch of the imagination.
2: All right, we got a, a few uh, tweets out there. Uh, Mike English Talks about Sterling Shepard. Says, "I don't think we rush him back." Different story if the team is five and two. Have to have the other receivers under contract step up. He said he saw Tate make some noise last week, uh, but didn't see a lot of production from the other receivers.
0: Well, I, I mean, Sterling Shepard. I don't care if they were undefeated. Concussions or, a concussion or winless. <laughs> a, a concussions a concussion. I mean concussion protocol. Is what it is. Uh, There's no choice here. Looking at him in, in the locker room yesterday, it, you know he's been in good spirits. He, he looked pretty good, but I'm not a doctor, so I'm not going to comment on that. But uh, if if he's cleared and he's able to play, he's going to play. But but a concu just what Paul said: a concussion is a concussion. I mean, they're not going to put him out there if he if he's not ready uh, to get out there. We have uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go go. You know, if he's if he's physically cleared to play, by the league, yeah, he'll play. Right, and if not, that's it. I don't think it's got anything to do with whether they're two and four or five and two or seven, seven and zero. Oh.
2: Alex Wilson says one of the best free agent signings by Dave Gettleman has been safety Michael Thomas by far, especially on special teams. Well,
0: I don't think you, me, anybody would dispute that. And it's but he also got him for two reasons.
2: Leadership, too. And
0: leadership might be number one. N- knowing he was a good player and a very good special teamer, mm-hmm. but number one was leader because you wanted to change the culture, and that is directly related to Michael Thomas. Directly related to Michael Thomas. is the number. Got a couple of lines open, but we do have a couple of people uh, on the line right now, so let's go to our friend Scott in New Mexico. Hello, Scott. You're on with Russ and Paul.
4: Hi. How are you doing today, guys? Hey, what's up?
0: Scotty, how are you, bud?
4: Good. Uh, I was listening to your conversation and I think both of you had valid points, but I have um, an issue and I wonder if I'll be able to just uh, explain it. I think there's a systemic problem on the Giants, and I wanted to explain it by using the game that just took place. And I'm going to single out one player who didn't get uh, any fanfare in regards to any issues, but uh, he's a very good player. So I want to start off with that premise. I'm not trying to disparage him, Uh, but. In the game, on the three Chase Edmonds uh, touchdowns, he was involved, actually, in all three from the negative side. Now, I'll explain what I mean, and I wanted to get your opinion. Well, give give us the guy. Uh, It's Antoine Bethea. Okay. And Antoine Bethea, I think, in the three Chase Edmonds touchdowns, was playing high safety. If you look at the game films, uh, and this directly relates to coaching, that's why I'm bringing up the point, Uh, he – Playing high safety, he was up on the first Chase Edmonds touchdown. Uh, he was about ten, playing around the 10-yard line. Now, as Chase Edmonds makes his turn and, and goes uh, towards the end zone, you'll notice if you look at the game film, he actually is spying or looking casually at what's developing. But instead of bursting towards the ball, he sort of jogs over because he feels he can't get over there in time. And first rule, as you already know, is the safeties are the last line of defense. So because he was playing far back, he had no angle to the ball, uh, to the uh, uh, the runner at all. And But he saw the play but didn't react to it. He, he almost hesitates uh, for about a second. On the second touchdown. Well, uh, you're wrong
2: about the first yeah, one. We, he's we, not we, playing single high because I'm looking at it now. We just were looking okay. at it. So, so that, well, that, that that's an incorrect premise, Scott. I'm sorry.
4: There. So I don't know if uh, I'm using the correct verbiage, but on that on the second touchdown, he's also uh, playing back, and he is. Uh, not, he sort of takes a bad angle towards okay, Scott, uh, the runner. Scott, and,
0: I'm, Scott I, I, I don't want to cut you off. This is going on sure. and on. Just make your point. Uh, is your point saying that he had a bad game?
4: No, no, here's my point. The, the three touchdowns, he's the last guy to do it, but he wasn't in the proper position, I thought, I when I watched the game tapes, to actually make a play. And in the last touchdown, he r- virtually ran by Edmund, or he... Well, keep up see, with Scott, I'm so sorry, plan.
2: man. When when your when you're when your stuff is based on wrong facts, I got to dispute you. On the second Edmonds touchdown, Pathae's right there to make the tackle, and he misses the tackle. Yeah, he was there. He was in position. He just he didn't wrap up. Period. And you come know. on, you, you, you if you're watching it, if you're watching it, open your eyes. You can see what happened. Well, I don't under I don't understand the I don't understand the opinion. I got it right in front of me. He missed the tackle. Yeah. He didn't wrap up. All right, thanks. What do it? you mean he
0: wasn't in position? Thanks for the call Scott. Let's go to wow. Let's go to Richard in Long Island. Wow. Hey,
2: what's up
5: guys?
2: How you doing Rich? You're on with Russ right. and Paul. And by the way, I'm not excusing him for not wrapping up. You got to wrap up on the play. Right. You you're there, make the play. Don't don't miss the play. So, I'm not saying that Antoine Bethe played well. Don't don't please don't mistake that. He did not wrap up on that second tackle. Uh I'm looking at the third one now just to see what the situation is, but go ahead. Let's go ahead Rich.
5: Hey, um, I mean, maybe it was the rain. Probably was that. That's what I'll blame it on.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
5: <laughs> All right. So, okay. Uh, I just wanted to say about, uh, um, um, still a team as a whole, you know, I mean, you can see that, um, even if we were to somehow squeeze into the NFC East, you know, top spot of the division, this, I mean, this team wouldn't do anything in the playlist, um,
2: and by the way, it's not it's not Bethe who was responsible for the third touchdown either. I just looked at it. I won't finger the player, but it was not Bethe. All right. He was not out of position. Just to make that very clear. Go ahead.
0: So Rich, you you're already saying if the Giants got into the NFC, uh if they won the division, so, they, they wouldn't somehow do
5: it some way, yes.
0: Well well, okay.
5: <laughs> God bless. From your I mouth mean, ma- from your I mouth mean, to God's ears. Dallas is nowhere near a good team, right? Um, we've seen that the Eagles, you know, are not a proven team, but it's 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 a far fetched idea at this point. It, it, um, it's not
0: so. It's 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 not what I would call far fetched. It's it's in another continent. We're talking yeah. about we're talking about two and five, and you're talking about. Winning the NFC East. I'm talking about winning a game in Motown this coming Sunday.
5: This, yeah, I don't know how this game's going to be, but what I do want to see moving forward would be, um, you know, play the young guys. Uh, Love, right? Um, Obviously, there's, you know, coaching, decision. He's not ready. You know, he needs more time. But this is, you know, we're about to go into the eighth game of the season. So, at, at some point, you know, start seeing some progress on that front. Um, and uh, Shermer, um, this was a year, a season and a half. Um, still want to see something out of him as well. It all goes into it. Like, I understand everything, you know, execution goes into it, uh, scheme goes into it. It's just not, I'm not trying to make him like a scapegoat or anything like that, but. I I need to see an improvement on his front as well. Uh, uh, There's decisions from last season that I'm still questioning again
4: this season. Okay, Um, Rich.
0: Appreciate it. Thank you for the call, my friend. Let's uh, now go down to our buddy in Columbia, Maryland, and speak with Len. Hello, Len. You're on with Russ and Paul.
6: Yeah. Hi, guys. How you doing?
0: How you doing, Lenny?
6: Good. Well, hey. (laughs) Uh, How could you be doing with two and five? I sat in the rain for three hours on Sunday (laughs) To watch them lose to the arizona cardinals i mean and then uh, you had and then you, know, and then you had, it, you then you had another long,
0: long drive home yes yeah, so go oh ahead.
6: my goodness oh my goodness i felt like i'd stepped out of the swimming pool when i when i left the stadium right. unbelievable unbelievable um you know, you know paul going, going back to, to scott's call for for a second um I, there were so many bad plays on <laughs> right on those three runs. It, no question. Just, I mean, it was just. I mean, those three plays. I mean, you know, first of all, we're talking. I mean, come on, Tracy Edmonds. He's smaller than Kyler Murray for God's sake. Uh, I mean, you know, it's just.
2: You know, those, really, those were
6: three badly, badly defensed plays. They, they were.
2: I, they were. But you know where the real problem lies, Land? And and uh, yes, but they missed a tackle. But the truth of the matter is, they didn't have gap control at the line of scrimmage. The lanes that Edmonds had to run through at the line of scrimmage. Oh,
6: I know. That, I know. Well, there that's are multiple, if, if, multiple problems. No those question. So for for I mean, somebody you, to you call up, even look who who is on the field, it yeah. was probably not even
2: the. You know, <laughs> I, I mean Scott's a good caller, but for him to call up and finger Antoine Bethea in those three touchdowns, I I'm sorry, that is just so far out of bounds. It's not uh, even funny.
0: Uh, you know what, Len? Uh, Again, if you, if you heard the top of the show, you know Paul and I sit next to each other. You know for the home games, and we looked at each other on, on the first one. I mean, he was untouched. Just he was a twenty-yard, basically untouched through the hole. I know.
6: I mean, you know, uh,
0: uh, yeah. And, and you, you, know, you know,
6: and even even on the one where they missed the tackle, I mean, no one else. I, I nobody don't think else was there. else touched him. You're right. And, and was the and, only and one who know, touched on him. I mean, it was just those three plays were just. Terribly defense. Agree. You, you I mean, you, there's probably six, seven, eight things that went wrong on each of those plays. Sure. Um, you know, um, you, you know the, the you know the roster change, and uh, you know I sense your frustration, Paul. I mean, it's just a, you know, it's a 47 to 53 player for a 47 to 53 player.
2: Yeah, I don't know uh, that he gets you know, a jersey. And, I, and, I know. And
6: who you know what? Dickerson this is not the first time we've released Dickerson. Dickerson may be back before the season's over. <laughs> He'll be back uh, next he, week, you never know. You know, I, I mean that's that's I mean that's where we are, which which leads to another point that I want to make. And maybe my final point here, is there's really not much to talk about. Um, you, you know, we got, we got one superstar player on this team. I mean, we got to get more. Uh, you know, we got we got some above-average players. You know, we've got an Ingram, we got a Zeitler, um You know, we've got maybe a Hernandez emerging. Uh, you know, the Andre Baker. You, you know, those kinds. Tone, Tate's, man, a, we, Tate's we a really, need, really good, good player. Stars. Shepard's a really good player. There's a
2: few more than yeah, that. Yeah, Tate Shepard. You know, Why Marcus Golden is looking like yeah. he might. He might be coming back now, Len. Uh, Marcus yeah. Golden's starting to become a force now.
6: You know. Oh yeah, yeah, he is. He is. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. But I, I mean, I'm talking about real. I mean, I'm talking about real stars. where, where you will you send five or six? Not special teams players, but you send five or six players to the you know, to the Pro Bowl. I mean, we need to we need to get to a point. Hopefully, well, some of these okay, guys the, that we've got yeah, but, are going to emerge into that kind of play. Right. Yeah,
0: but Len, yeah, you're 100 percent correct. But at the same point, this is the second
2: second phase the of second, a three phase uh, plan. Yeah, it's, it's the yeah. second year of, yeah, well, of the rebuilding. You know, process. I'm beginning to
6: wonder, and I hate to even say this, I should probably wait till the end of the season. But are we, are we uh, you know, are we working on a rebuild of the rebuild? No I, no, I I no no, about, no, no, l- l- listen, no 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 no
0: you're talking about listen you came in last year uh, he, he drafted as you just said a superstar running back he drafted you know a terrific linebacker in Lorenzo Carter he drafted
2: BJ Hill uh, who? Who else? Um, well, you're talking about uh, Dexter Lawrence. I mean, and, Dexter and Lawrence, man, and Slayton. I mean, there's a lot of young players here. The,
0: the, 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 a lot he, of young players. He's bringing in these people. It, it's all part of. It's not. Yeah, it's it, not rebuilding the rebuilding. It's part of the plan. But you aren't going to well, rebuild it in in season one. You might have l- liked to think about that or dream about it. What? Well, that's not realistic.
6: Okay, well, well, I guess my point is, are two or three of the guys that you just mentioned, I mean, I mean, we expected more from Carter this year. We not getting, We expected more from B.J. Hill. I mean, are these guys going to emerge to be players? I mean, you know, we don't know. I'm just saying that this, these are the kinds of players we need. Uh, I'm, I mean, I don't want to say Carter's re-
7: regress, well, but I, I, he's I...
6: nowhere near what we thought he was going to be this year, and, and also with B.J. Hill. Um, mm. You know, are some of these guys going to emerge where they're, where they are on the verge of of being star players who can carry us forward
2: well, i mean we need more the Len. you're let, not going to know that for sure until the third year they're yeah. only second year players yeah i mean yeah. you're not you know you're you're right to say i still need to see it that's fair yeah. that's absolutely yeah. fair but you're looking at a roster that's got i don't know what the last check was but it's like two dozen guys who are two years or less in the league
6: yeah, so, it's a young team. I mean, there's no, you there's know, no question about that. They need one more you know, shopping
2: spree in the off season, okay, to get five or six more core players, and then next year, according to phase three of the plan, they should be a bona fide solid playoff team.
6: Well, I hope you're. I hope you're right about that, and I'm. I'm frankly hoping for next year, Paul, that some of these guys, the rest of this season and into next season, by the by the last half of next season, that we're really starting to push this, where we're winning four or five games in a row and we're pushing for a playoff spot. Sure. You know, with that particular now, maybe a little early, but that's that's what I'm. I'm kind of you know that's what I'm kind of hoping for. But look, you know, to, to end this on an optimistic standpoint, you 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 started with Daniel and. I want to, you know, the positives, there's a lot of positives there. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you know, you start with the athleticism, the accuracy standpoint. Yep. I, I mean, this guy's throwing motion. I mean, there's no flaws there. I mean, you you could be an amateur quarterback coach and watch this guy throw the ball. It's, I mean, there's there's no strain. There's no stress. It's it's a natural delivery. You know, I still question whether or not there's um, – you know, he's, he's you know he's got the arm for December, but right now it looks like he does. And, I mean, there's a lot of positives there. And I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that Daniel becomes one of those guys who really starts to emerge as we move into the next year. But, hey, listen, we get on, we get our game plan. We get on a plane. We fly to Detroit. You go out there, you know, it's going to be a fast track. It's not going to be like last Sunday. Uh, Barkley excels. He does a Barry Sanders impersonation.
2: (laughs) There you Uh, go. The
6: (laughs) offense offense comes alive, and, you know, we come home with a win. Mazel tov. there you you go, go, Lenny. Be
1: good.
0: Appreciate it. 201 939 4513 is the number. Lenny always pumped up. Got to remind everybody once again Big Blue Kickoff Live here, brought to you by Coors Light. Enter to win the ultimate VIP Game Day experience, courtesy of who else but Coors Light. Simply uh, do that by texting VIP to 90464. That's text VIP to 90464 for more details. Details, I should say. Let's now go out to uh, Missouri. Check in with Russell. Hello, Russ. You're on with Russ and Paul.
1: Hey, what's going on? So, um, Hello. Yeah, hello. You can hear me? We hear you
0: loud and clear.
1: All right, so this year, this year right here, I might expect the Giants to go to the playoffs. I wasn't expecting this year to, come to go to the playoffs. Y'all right, the, the, the players got to progress. This is a Daniel Jones progression year. Let him learn. I'm See, every like last game in Arizona in a Patriots game, I'm glad we had defense look like that. I want Danny Jones to learn all that defense. You heard what Pat Sherman and Dave Gellman said. He's a smart kid. So the more defense and the difficult he sees, the next following year he's going to know better. But the problem with the Giants, and this is what Giants fans are confused about, before then, Dave Gellman said out of his mouth, he's not rebuilding. He was contending for the playoffs. Now we're talking about rebuilding. You, you, you're confusing everybody. What did you say? You'd be building from day one, and to understand, like like the following year they took Saquon Barkley, it's okay. Y'all was trying to get Eli Mann in another year to see if we go to the playoffs. But in the back of their mind, they knew they were rebuilding.
0: Yes, you, 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 you know what, Russ, uh, you, you make a very fair point, uh, but and you know, and, and people, quote unquote, they'll, they'll hold your feet to the fire. Well, Dave said this. We're we're we we're, we're trying to win now. It's not rebuilding. Listen, any coach, it's okay, though. but it's okay. and, yeah, any coach who who is rebuilding still. There's not a coach who doesn't go out every Sunday or the general manager looking to expecting win. to win the yeah. game. You're right. Yeah,
1: yeah, you're right. But that's that's what Giants fans are confused about. Daniel Jones is learning. Let him. learn. hope Detroit told him the hardest defense in the world. It's, 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 a, it's like college. His first year. He's a freshman. Let him learn. Next year's sophomore season, but turn it up. So that's all I wanted to say. Giants man be patient. Let the kid learn. This is what we want. You see what happened to Sam Burrell yesterday, right?
2: Okay, then. Let's, <laughs> <laughs> let
5: the
2: kid learn. <laughs> you mean the ghosts? Yeah, yeah,
0: the ghosts? It's Halloween!
2: let Let Jet fans
0: worry about ghosts. And you worry about what you okay. worry about, okay? Got it. It's, this isn't a misery it. loves it company situation. <laughs> All right, Russell. That's a, thank you for the call, my friend. Thank you very much. Two zero one. Trying to lighten the mood a little. Four five one three is the number. Oh, look who's on! We haven't heard from him in a while. Let's go up to Portland, Maine, and speak with Charlie. Charlie.
8: Charlie. Hello, Charlie. Hey, Russ. Hey, Paul. Hi. What's going on, Charlie? Hey man, I'm not happy. Wow. I am not happy at all, and I'm not happy at this coaching staff. How can our special team coach not tell Slayton to if the ball's in the end zone, catch it and take a knee?
2: Charlie, Charlie, hold on. I need a yeah. timeout. That because Coach Shermer told us yesterday I he don't was care what Shermer no, said. no. Oh, well, oh. no, he's that coach. Yeah, but he's the head coach. You can't say that the player or the special teams coach did wrong, if the head coach says, I believe in my player to make a play, and if he's only a yard in the end zone, it's okay for him to run it out. Now, you can disagree with the head coach's decision, and that's fine. I have no problem with that, Charlie. You're entitled to disagree with his decision, but make sure that you you point your disagreement in the right direction. It's not on Slayton, and it's not on Mac, the special teams coach. The head coach said... He's got a green light for his player who he believes in to try to make a play. And, and specific, well,
0: he
8: specifically... Maybe he, he was covering up because that's what uh, he okay. ended up doing. Ch- Charlie, he didn't we, want to throw them under l- the bus.
2: Let's
0: not go into a conspiracy theory. He flat not, out... He, he flat out... Pat Sherma flat out simply stated. Okay. Clearly. I can If, if, he, if he was a if yard... If Clayton
8: into, was our kickoff returner. He wasn't. Ballantyne was. And Ballantyne did have a 50-yard return. This guy never did any kickoff returns for us until that game. Okay, okay. but, but right. Charlie,
2: Charlie, you also understand that Slayton has incredible sub-4-4 four, four speed, so it's not unthinkable. He's trying to make a play. Yeah, it's not unthinkable that in his mind, if given the green light, he's going to try to take it out.
8: All right, let me let me go on from this. Okay, now our defensive coach. He had 10 days oh, to figure out Arizona's offense. 10 days, if Belichick had 10 days, if Sean Payton had 10 days, or if any good defensive coach had 10 days to figure out somebody's offense coming in the next week, and they go up and down the field three times and every time they had the ball, that is bad preparation. That is bad scheme or whatever. And you can keep saying they're not executing. Well, you better start getting plays where right. they can execute. All right, you know?
0: Charlie. I, I suggest you send in your resume to Dave Gettleman and look to be. Hey, I, the, the, the I, I, Gettleman you, won't even be there in a year. Okay, Charlie. Yeah, no, thank you very much. You know, you know this is the you same. Know. Charlie, we didn't hear from you for two, three weeks but we knew we would hear from you as soon as they had a real clunker, okay?
2: You know, just just to be fair about this, and I'm not telling you the Giants played well because they didn't. They played very poorly.
0: Did we open up the show by saying that? Okay.
2: Not- did we, did, we, did yes. I say
0: we could have both been knocked over by a nothing, feather the way it started? Nothing
2: about Sunday was pretty. It was an ugly day all around. There were mistakes made from top to bottom all around. No one is disputing that. But to say that the Cardinals ran up and down the field, they had 245 yards of total offense. They scored 17 points off of three Daniel Jones turnovers. Now, now, am, am I telling you the defense played well? No, they did not play well. But they did not exactly play horrible either. They were put in horrible positions by an offense that malfunctioned. In fact, to be specific with you, the Cardinals had 174 yard drive and 182 yard drive, two lengthy scoring drives. I'm sorry, yeah, their their other drives were 10 yards, minus 7, 35, 1, 19, minus 5, minus 8, 54. I'll be perfectly frank with you on most Sundays, that's not a bad track record. So did the Giants play well enough to win? Absolutely not. They played well enough to lose, and they did lose. But here's the thing. Scott had the same problem. Charlie's got the same problem. They're upset. They're frustrated. They're emotional, and they're just throwing misery against the wall and blame against the wall, and they're not actually going through the details to understand exactly where the problems were. And they just scatter shoot. Many people do that. I understand that. That's why we're here. That's what happens
0: after a loss. Okay,
2: We're here to help you sort through the mud against the wall and the scatter shoot. We'll tell you what was bad. I'm not afraid to tell you what was bad. Neither are you, Russ. We opened up the show. We know what was bad.
0: By by saying that, it was a clunker. It, I, I think I used the term stinkeroo.
2: But just but, be accurate. But, but, That's mean, all. You
0: know, Just be c- accurate
2: in where you're throwing the mud. Don't just throw it up against the wall and hope it sticks all over the place. That doesn't work. And,
0: and, and Charlie's also bringing out. And, and this is no disrespect to Betcher. I mean, if Bill Belichick had time. Well, let's compare everybody to Bill Belichick, okay? Stop. Let's go to Virginia, check in with Sergeant James Kennedy. Boy, that, that sounds like a powerful name, Sergeant James Kennedy. You're on with Russ and Paul.
9: <laughs> uh, how y'all doing, Russ and Paul?
2: Um, Hello. Thank you for your service.
9: Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, I hadn't called in a while, but uh, yeah, I'm
0: just, I was so upset. It was my birthday Sunday. Oh, happy birthday, buddy. <laughs> I had to work and then watch
7: the game late on cable. <laughs> oh. But other
0: than
9: that, um, I'm hoping for the best. I think the Giants has got to come up with some kind of spark. Um, I mean, they, they got to be aggressive just like the, when they played uh, the Patriots and just keep fighting, you know, offense and defense. And just do what you all got to do to win the game and just play four quarters no matter who you got in there because if they can play good without – Couple of starters against the Patriots, you know. Imagine now, and I was so upset. I was like, "Well, where's Eli?" You know, I know he's not coming back in, but I miss him. <laughs> but I know Daniel Jones can only do what he can do. But he has to have blocking. And uh, but I appreciate all what y'all do, and just have. I just want the Giants to keep fighting because I'm I'm there for him <laughs> uh, Well, no, I, I'm, I mean S-
0: Sergeant James. I I don't think um, I don't think that's. That's in dispute. I, I I think that the fight you know continues. It, it's listen, you you mentioned you know you, that's what was frustrating about the past game because this past game we were all excited to see what was going to happen with Saquon back in the lineup with Evan Ingram back in the lineup, but you know it started out with. You know, an eight-yard, uh, excuse me, almost an eight-minute possession to start the game by um, uh, by the cards. Then you go, was it three and out? Didn't yeah. It was three and it out. Uh, Giants three and out on the first possession. And there goes your first quarter. You, you follow? So, I mean,
2: it just, um, after that, it snowballed. Yeah, one first, one first down. Giants had one first down in the first quarter on two possessions. The Cardinals had the ball for 11 minutes in the first quarter. And, and, and you know what, Sergeant? I mean, he, 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 Sergeant, that, that's what upset me, to be perfectly honest with you. And that's where a lot of the blame needs to go. How about those players who did not show any life in the first quarter on either side of the ball? And I asked Michael Thomas about it afterwards on the MSG postgame. I asked Red Ellison about it. They didn't have answers for it. The players, the players themselves have to take a lot of the responsibility for not having a, a, an excited, uh, jacked-up, emotional start to that game because everybody was giving them reason to be that way, and they didn't come out and show that. That's on them. Yes. Yeah. I appreciate all what
0: y'all
2: do, guys. All Thank right, so, for everything y'all making my day better, even though it's raining out here too. <laughs> uh, we're trying, man.
0: Thank it's, you. It's raining here, Call here too. Call us again. Thanks, I appreciate it. Two zero one nine three nine four five one three is the number. I uh, got any more um, tweets? Yeah, we got. We
2: got. We got a couple here. I, let me go back to these here a second. I, I actually had closed the uh, the Giants chat up. We had a couple here. Um, we had a guy here said. Um, he wanted to know the snap count for the safeties from the last game. He says he wonders how many snaps Thomas and Bethay are getting. Um,
0: that was our old friend Dylan. Yes,
2: we we have we have seen him many a times, and I did look up the snap count. And uh, Bethay played every defensive snap, which was uh, sixty-five. Thomas played thirty-four on defense because the Giants did use a lot of the three safety package. Mm-hmm. Um, I I like I like what Michael Thomas brings to the table because he's a pros pro and he gives effort and he's smart. He doesn't always make every play. You know, he's not the most gifted. He's not Ronnie Lott, okay?
0: Not too many people. But, but he, he gives you what he yeah. has.
2: And, and I and I really do appreciate him for for that reason. Um, we had here another one I wanted to say uh, Danny D NYG Brooklyn says it's time to play Julian Love in the secondary. The Notre Dame rookie. Okay. Again, he's an option i don't know that that necessarily immediately helps you because with his lack of experience if you throw him in there this week he's going to make mistakes well, too well that's a
0: discussion that you and i have had with callers before and and i i can't answer that because i'm not seeing him every day in practice they're seeing him uh if they deem him ready he's going to play if they don't deem him ready he's not going to be in there let's uh, go back down to uh let's Again, two two zero one nine three nine four five one three is the number. Let's go down to Texas and check in with Don. Hello, Don. How you doing? You're on with Russ and Paul.
3: I'm doing horrible, Russ. I'm in Cowboy Country as a Giants fan. How Are you? <laughs> fair, fair enough. Fair enough, Donnie. Uh, yeah, well, where, where you, are you in Dallas? That's exactly right. Okay, bud. Speaking
2: buddy. of misery loves company.
3: <laughs> all right, well I thanks for joining us two questions and p dot correct me if i'm wrong okay? what do you got all right the reason i don't, I don't want fans to break down in, in particular thing with what's going wrong but i'm gonna my assessment of this situation is this the giants are just a bad fundamental team they are not tackling their gaps are wrong everything from top to bottom they're a bad team coach parcells used to say all the time to win a football game, you got to win two out of the three teams, offense, defense, or special teams. When your special teams is the only one winning for you, we have a big problem.
0: Well, I will say this. One thing that you just said about the tackling, I would concur with that. I, I think for some reason, and I don't know what it is, uh, but – I've seen too many b- broken tackles where you get a hand on a guy and it's just a hand and you don't get him down. Where, where, right, Russ. Uh, yeah. No, no, no I, Don. To me, that's a fair point. I, I've seen it. You, you know, you know, um, where a four-yard gain becomes six, and that's a significant exactly. difference. You know, yes. I, I, I'd rather it be. 2nd and, and, and 6 as opposed to 2nd and 4, or 3rd and 6 as opposed and to 3rd and 4. Yeah, you're right. No, no. And that's, that's, exactly that's a fair right. point. And when
3: you look at the offensive side, I can go down a bunch of fundamentals that are going wrong there. Some basic stuff like drop passes, then you get a penalty that backs you up. And then I'm, I always compliment Daniel Jones, but you also got to criticize the guy too. The basics that Daniel Jones, again, Dot and Russ, correct me if I'm wrong, what I'm seeing with him is fundamenta- fundamentally fixable. The way he pumps the ball in his hand, he double-clutches it, he pumps it, it's wasted motion. It's that wasted basic fundamentals that leads him to get sacked, and he holds the ball low, which opens him up for stripped fumbles. These are all basic fundamental stuff. When you are a bad fundamental team and you're turning the ball over, this is what you're going to see, bad, ugly
8: football
3: well
0: uh, uh listen I, I don't think anybody's going to dispute uh he's got to hold on to the ball better uh so uh, you know uh whether it's two hands uh high or low or whatever uh, it's got to be cor- corrected so don no, nobody is going to dispute you on that now are you a transplanted uh, new yorker or you're just a texas guy who has seen the light and you've been a fan of the Big Blue.
3: Russ I'm, Russ, I'm born and bred New York, New York. I watched you from way back when you were cover it. My, my first memories of you was uh, giving cheers to the 86 Mets, which wasn't very much because that's my team. It's just like, oh, <laughs> All God, right. it's
10: painful.
3: It's huh? painful. Anyway, I got two questions for P What do you got? All right, and then I'll take it off the air, guys. So, Dot, to follow up on my assessment of basic fundamentals, do you see a possibility of a coaching change if this trend continues for the rest of the year as fundamentals? Say, for example, if a Josh McDaniel becomes available or the Oklahoma coach becomes available. And my second question is, P. Dot, have you ever thought about writing a book based on your experience covering the Giants from all the years you've been doing it? I would read it. Have a good day, guys.
2: (sighs) You're very kind. Uh, my two answers are no, because there's a lot of stuff that needs to stay in a lockbox. When you have been around an organization as long as I have, and you have seen many of things from behind the curtain, uh, that's the kind of stuff that would make a great book, but can never be revealed. Uh, so that, that's my answer to that. I, I, I have enjoyed this thoroughly. I try to bring as much knowledge and experience as I've gained over 37 years to answering your questions and and giving you analysis and knowledge and and hopefully helping you enjoy the game but i appreciate that no i would never write a book uh number two in terms of the coach uh i don't see any way unless there is a total collapse i mean we're talking atomic bomb type of failure and breakdown hydrogen bomb that that coach Shermer would not be back for for 2020 again the Giants are in phase two of a three-phase program. Uh, I know that that's how they have set this up, and, and that's, you know, he, he, uh, unless he does something so incredibly egregious, he certainly will deserve, by anybody's uh, attempt to evaluate, an opportunity. To coach Phase Three of this operation to see if he can get this team where they want to go. I, I think the discussion on that doesn't make sense right now.
0: It's and I don't mean to disparage anybody for bringing it up, but I, I think it's a ridiculous notion. He, he made the difficult decision, which was a very difficult decision, to replace Eli Manning and put in the future. The future does not get decided this season. Okay, it's it's as simple as that. And, and I have to say this, Paul, you know, because we've had calls on it. We've also, you brought it up on Twitter, and I'm, I'm seeing also. I got to tell you, folks, I understand if you don't like it, you know, that that Darius Slayton tried to run the ball out. I got to tell you, I didn't mind it, and I'm not saying it after the fact. Like, to me, I'm looking at a guy who's an athletic guy with speed trying to make a play to do something. You know, it's not like the Giants were moving up and down the field. And and as, as Sherman said, now, I would have been annoyed if it was deep in the end zone and then he tried to run it out. If he's a yard into the end zone, he tried to run it out, it didn't work out, end of story. Okay? But as Paul said, as Paul said, with that, and in the, in the last five minutes of the game, they didn't have one, but they had two chances to go down a field and win the game. And fumbles screwed it up. Okay? So with all that being said, they still had a chance. With nitpicking and nickel and diamond on this play, and we shouldn't have done this, we shouldn't have done, we're still there. So if you want to look at a positive, with all the lousy things that happened, they still had a chance with a buck fifty-eight left in the game to go down a field and win the game. Okay? Two zero one nine three nine four five one three is the number. Let's go down to Florida. Speak with Mike. Hello, Mike. You're on with Russ and Paul.
7: Good afternoon, gentlemen. Now, Paul, uh, you're a graduate of Fordham University. Am I correct? That is correct, sir. And so am I. Now, how did you feel about watching that running back <laughs> on Arizona Chase played for Fordham rip our team apart?
2: You know what? Uh, I, I, I'm I not one who sits there and necessarily roots for the alma mater no matter what because I know people who think that their alma mater rules all and that they have to root for their alma mater people every single chance that they get no matter what. Not Pauly. not when it's the alma mater is playing against the Giants. I, 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 I am a Fordham guy and I love WFUV sports. That's where I cut my teeth. But trust me, I did not have Fordham pom-poms out on Sunday.
7: Well, I'm, I'm pretty much the same way, and I was just trying to kid you about it because I, my I, friends have it's okay. kidded me about it. It's okay. Um,
2: well, I answered you I honestly. I the
7: game down here, so this is an observation from some people, and you can jump on this. Uh, but there's one fellow who, uh, he must measure stuff on his screen. He believes that Jones is about a half yard closer when he's taking the big, you know, you know, the snap back where he's supposed to be like, I guess, three yards behind or, or whatever. But he's actually closer than Tom Brady when he's getting the snap. You guys notice anything that is? Is that of any relevance and with that, I'll, I'll take it off the line. Hey, uh, you guys have a tough job uh, motivating everybody now, but I agree with what you just said, Russ. Uh, you say three years, and I think it's a four-year well, rebuild. Yeah, I, we've it, got an awful young team, you, you and just, you just got to have faith.
0: It, it just doesn't happen, uh, you, you know, Mike, in the first season. And, and you know, this is seven games into the second season. There's been a lot of
7: changes. I understand that. Yeah. It's a young roster. Um and there'll probably some, be some more changes. Um, and that's that's the way good things happen. So let's hope that, the, you know, Gettleman's draft and getting some good free agents of what you described. I think you described, you know, quality players before, All right. uh, Russ. And that's what we need.
0: You got it, Mike. Thank you for the call, my friend. Call again. 201-939-4513 is the number. Let's uh uh, from Florida, let's move back up to Brooklyn and check in with Norris. Hello, Norris. Where in Brooklyn are you?
11: Uh, I'm in Canarsie.
0: All right, buddy.
11: Uh, how, how's it going, guys? Good.
0: How you
2: doing? Uh, Hi.
11: I'm doing pretty good. I'm just pretty good. I just wanted to call. I wasn't even a a call today. I was just listening, and I heard Charlie get on the mic, and I'm like, I got a call, too. I kind of – listen, I, I know you're giving him a hard time, and he all, always calls in and kind of goes on his rant, but he wasn't necessarily wrong either. Um, someone called a little bit before him and just mentioned how, you know, Dan Jones is going to go to the up and down, and that makes sense, and it's kind of okay because it's his rookie year, so you can expect a lot of problems. Um, but we had opportunities to win the games, you know what I mean? And that's kind of where, like, especially as fans, because we're going to man for the competition. Um, when you see those chances to, to steal a win when you play the bad game and, and you kind of get, you know,
7: uh,
11: even though there was an explanation, why he was able to come out of the end zone for the special team play. You know, you have, it's a two minute warning. You're going to get it at 25 without wasting any
0: time. It's just, it's not, you know, just oh, but guys... No, 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 okay, but, Norris, Na, Norris, a, a, as we said, okay, if you don't like to play, you don't like to play. As I'm telling yeah. you, and as the coach feels the same way, and this is not. I mean, I felt that when it happened. Okay, he tried to make a play, and you know what? Had he made the play, everybody would have been patting him on, on the back and lifting no, okay, him on his shoulders. I hear
3: you, Russ. Hey, Russ, I
11: hear you. I definitely hear you. The point I'm making is that you know, and that's not that's not just one thing. That was just you know one example, right?
2: You know what, Norris? Third, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna 18. I'm gonna let you finish. Well, I'm gonna let well, you finish. Yeah. Let me just have a pause button. I'm gonna let you finish. What whatever Slayton does, okay. Here's the bottom line. Whether or not he runs it out to the 10, the 15, the 25, the 30, or the 35. Here's the bottom line. In the last four and a half minutes, the Giants had two possessions with a chance to go down the field and win the game. In Tampa, they needed a touchdown to win. The O-line protected, and Daniel Jones brought him down the field and scored the winning touchdown. Against the Cardinals, despite two opportunities to do it, the offensive line gave up four sacks in the last five minutes of that game, and two forced fumbles, because the pressure <laughs> in the pocket was too much, and 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 the offense self-destructed. Now, and, to be and, perfectly frank with you, Slayton's kickoff return had nothing to do with that. You no,
11: know, uh, and I appreciate you, Paul, for, for letting me finish because I don't want to, you know, get go right ahead. Diamond, like, go right ahead. Um, but I, and I'm not, you know, I'm not angry. I'm just really pointing out. It's really about you know, even with the third down and the draw play, you know I understand they saw uh uh not a lot in the box, so they figured they had a chance for the draw play. Um, but it's just a tough decision, you know what I mean. And sometimes whether it goes right or wrong, sometimes you kind of would hope that the coach is going to make the decisions that are going to give them a better shot because sure. I know that Slayton play wasn't um our only shot, but it was uh, the shot that we had at that time, right? So it's like this is your this is another shot that you got you get so even though all the other things might have happened before, it's like, this is our chance now. And that was just like, you know, it's like, oh, come on. We could have taken it with the two-minute warning at the 25 automatically by just taking it there. So that was just like, I guess what I'm boiling down to is sometimes with Shermer, these kinds of decisions, um, and even though one game doesn't lead to the next, they start to pile up. And as fans, again, because, again, we're all fans looking at from our point of view, as fans, we just lose a
0: lot of faith well, yeah, but, but, Norris, you, you, you shouldn't lose faith. Thanks for, but, thanks but for call, but, guys.
10: I appreciate it. Okay, Norris. Norris.
0: All right. I, again, no, I, No, I I get what you're saying, but, you know, Paul just, he laid it out. I, I was going to bring it up, and I'm Paul beat me to it, and I'm glad he did. He laid it out. You know, like the call earlier, who was who, who it? Scott from New Mexico was jumping on what uh, – uh, Bethe. We're jumping on him when there's so much more that happened before it got to Bethay. Well, you know, after Slayton does, uh, runs it out, what happens after that? They, they, they take two sacks, sacks yeah, and a forced fumble. So, 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 what does what it matter do you, if the ball's at the that 13 that or the 25? A, exactly. Who cares? I, I mean, two sacks uh, and a forced fumble. You know, we're just looking at let's pick on this play because this is a good one to be a pain in the ass about and let's go at, at it. I, I that's all I'm saying uh, you, you know I could get you being unhappy about it but like don't beat it into the ground like it's the only play this was the most colossal blunder of all time
2: I mean really that that, you know, that, that kickoff the, return did not cost the Giants abso- the game
0: absolutely not okay. because they still had a chance to go downfield they so, still had a chance. Th- th- you, you know, I was just talking about mm-hmm. with a minute 58 left, Paul brought out, they had two chances in five minutes. That's not bad, considering how they played. And lack of, ex- you know, that old old uh, adage in football, lack of execution. See. Lack of execution leads to execution. Six, the wrong kind of execution. Six,
2: uh, 11 snaps. 11 snaps the Giants' offense had in the final four minutes and 23 seconds. And in those 11 snaps, they suffered four sacks and two forced fumbles. Okay? Let, you really want to put blame? Put put blame on the offense that could not do a darn thing with the ball in the last two possessions.
0: You know, I, I mean, but to, to single out this is like, how, my goodness, Darius Slayton was allowed to run it out. Oh, my God, the blunder of all blunders. I just can't buy it. I'm sorry. Let's go to uh you know let's wrap things up with Ricky. He's been waiting patiently out on Long Island. Hello Ricky. How you doing today, bud? You're on with us. Hey, Russ,
10: good. How are you guys uh, doing Russ today? And Paul.
0: Good. What's up, bud?
10: Hey, I just want to be a little positive here. First, first thing, I got like two points, and I'll, I'll let you guys wrap it up. Um, first thing is everybody's beating up say and beating up Slayton. Let's let's take it back. It was pouring rain. Rosas hits the field goal, and the game is tied at the end, and we go to OT. So, I mean, it's, it's countless things. Things happen. I don't want to dwell on negative. Um, that's an example of something that was big at the end of the game more than any of the other things anybody's brought up, as far as I could tell um there's a lot of stuff points, that went wrong kind of and that's
2: the point and, and 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 i appreciate you at least trying to bring something else up because again people are just throwing mud against the wall making bread broad brush statements when if you really analyze this game properly you can figure out the 15 different things that screwed up
10: yeah it was a collective effort no um, question i do want to say two things on a positive note number one I love seeing this defense grinding it out and and doing everything they can within their power. I guess special teams—you could you could put them together here. They're trying. Um, Offense is you know just—it's it's having some issues. It, it happens. We know what it what it is. I, I agree with what you guys are saying about this rebuild process, and and that's kind of where I wanted to to take it anyway. Some positive things here. When was the last time we could say we had two drafts in a row that we hit on late round picks? And, and fives, and, and even threes. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look back at some of these drafts since, you know, 05, 06, you got one guy who stuck around from most of these drafts.
0: Oh, Ricky. After
10: that, they were all gone in a season or two. I'm with you, Rick. Um, and then the final thing is, I just wanted to say, you know, Everybody, you know, talks about the linebackers and talks about, I just want everybody to, to relax, okay, relax. You had three at one point rookies in, after four weeks of play that were in the top 25 rookies this year from this draft class. Dexter Lawrence, O'Shane Zimenez. this is all PFF, and Ryan Connolly. Ryan Connolly looks like we finally might have a linebacker. It happens, injuries happen, but have a little faith here. You know, Gettleman. I've I've seen more out of Gettleman in two seasons than I saw out of at a recent ten. Like R- just relax, Ricky, everybody Ricky. relax. This is the first year he's going to have any cap space to do anything. Mm-hmm. Okay, give the guy a chance, man. Ricky, I, I'm all right, beating Ricky, everybody
2: up, Ricky. You know what? And I appreciate Thank your perspective. You for the call Rick. Appreciate it, buddy. I appreciate your perspective very much. And I think what has happened is the frustration since the 2011 Super Bowl has built up and left a lot of scar tissue. And as a result, the frustration that people are feeling now is a buildup of several years of issues. And, and it's unfair to gentleman and to Shermer to hop on their backs now for a lot of the failures that happened before they got here. Ditto, Russ,
0: ditto with the current players as well.
2: Yes. But but Russ, human nature you know, prompts this to happen because the frustration has been building. Doesn't make it right. Doesn't make it right. But that's where it's coming from.
0: I would not dispute that. But uh, there's it, also no disputing. It is time to wrap things up. So our thanks to the good man, Pearson Butler, takes care of us at the controls. My buddy here, Paulie Dots. I'm Russ Salzberg. If I'm correct, you're back with me tomorrow. Thursday. Oh, no. oh excuse me. It's not you tomorrow. I'm back on Thursday. It, it, it's Lance with me tomorrow. Yes. Uh, th- that is, uh, the, uh, You're with. David deal, deal, on, the deal Thursday. on Thursday. Okay, but it is myself and Lance Meadow tomorrow. <laughs> and of course, it's you people tomorrow. So until then, have yourselves a good day, a good night, and I'll see you back here tomorrow. Again, that number, so you can dial it as soon as you get up, 201-939-4513. See you tomorrow.